Hey guys, this is Mr. Rumba. I hope you are doing well on this Monday morning and uh, and uh, transitioning to this new routine we're going to have for the next month. It's going to be a little different, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to work out just fine for us. I want you to know that. I've been working all weekend with Miss Vanderkamp to really try to make this something special for you guys um, to enjoy. Um, I want you to know we're going to still have class conversations and we're going to be using Flipgrid and doing everything we can to try and keep the conversation going as well as our learning um, so that we feel like we haven't missed a beat at all. All right. Um, so you should have out your ELA reader, a pencil highlighter, just like we do in class. No different. Um, and luckily, we did practice last week what we're going to be doing today. So it is just a normal podcast like we did last week in which we're going to be reading over the story, um, The Nation at War, on page 12 of your reader. And uh, <clears throat> um, we're going to be diving into that here in just a moment. So page 12, uh, we got to get our purpose going first, okay? Um, so real quick, I want to talk about last week um, in class with you all. Um, we talked about uh, two main characters last week, George Washington and a guy named Patrick Henry. Remember Patrick Henry? He's the one who said, give me liberty or give me death. And we talked about these two men who were very important in history because George Washington at the time in 1775, uh, excuse me, 1769, he said, um, we are not ready for war. Uh, arms should be the last resort, right? And then six years later, after these things happen of of the different taxes, right? Um, uh, the Tea Party, uh, those kind of taxes, um, the Quartering Act, those taxes caused Patrick Henry to speak to the House of Burgesses and say, okay, now it's time. Now it's time for war. And this is our last resort. Everyone needs to be on board with us here. Um, and so that's what happened. And so um, I want you to think about this for just a minute. What did you learn about people who influenced America's Revolutionary War from last week's reading? I want you to review for just a moment the story we talked about. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and pause here. And I want you to think about that. The, the different characters that we looked at in our story last week, George Washington and Patrick Henry. All right, thinking about our, <clears throat> our question last week. Um, our question was, how does conflict shape a society? And we came up with all these things. And in fact, in fact, we're in one right now. That's kind of why we are, <laughs> why we're doing this kind of online podcasting version is because conflict does shape a society. Um, you know, the virus that's going around, it's shaping how we react to situations and we are overcoming it. Right. We're overcoming that situation by par still participating and doing what we can to to limit the the negative effects of the virus, but also to to continue in, in progressing and how we can still learn, even though we're not 
in the classroom, essentially, right? Um, and so that's our question that we are still building on. Um, we are moving on to lesson three, a nation, the nation at war. And that's on page 12 of your reader. So um, go ahead and pause and you're going to find the uh, purpose number one in Google Classroom, just like we did last week. Um, Google Classroom. So purpose number one, read paragraphs one through 12 to identify key details about the Revolutionary War and how and how it led to America's independence. So one more time, read paragraphs one through 12 to identify key details about the Revolutionary War and how it led to America's independence. And you're gonna underline the key details about the Revolutionary War. Okay, so paragraphs one through 12. Okay, go ahead and pause here real quick. What I want you to do is to preview the text, just like we normally do. Go ahead and look at the, the different pictures, look at the subtitles, look at the little captions. Um, and you can do that all the way from pages 12 to page 19. Okay, look at the, um, on page 16 and 17, look at those photos down below. Quite interesting, and read that caption there. Okay, this will help you have a better understanding of the text and what we're going to be reading. Remember, an informational text like this, we're reading a story, yes, about the nation, but we are also reading about facts and details that will help us better understand our history. Okay, so go ahead and preview the text at this time. Here we go. By Susan Buckley, as a brand new nation, the United States was born in the victory of the American Revolution. Brave soldiers from the 13 new states had to fight for freedom in order for them to form an independent country. Almost 80 years later, Americans fought another long bloody war to determine whether they would remain one nation or divide into two. Over the course, or excuse me, over the nearly 250 years of its existence, the United States has faced war many times. Sometimes Americans have fought over who could claim what land. Sometimes the nation has joined others around the world to fight against dictatorship or terror. There have been many causes, but all involve sacrifice. Okay, go ahead and pause here and look for two key details, one from paragraph one, one from paragraph two, um, that help you understand details about how the Revolutionary War and how it led to America's independence so far. Okay, paragraph Three voices of war. One young soldier described the results of a Civil War battle in 1861. We had another great battle Sunday. It was a sad and dreary day. I had never had spent much such a Sabbath in my life before. I had seen the horror of war. 
I had to stand sentinel duty at the hospital door where I could see all the wounded soldiers. I stood from Sunday 12 o'clock till Monday night. Wow, that's about 36 hours, guys. I had to be up all night to guard the wounded. It was the saddest thing I ever saw, to hear the moans of the wounded and dying. I saw the surgeons operating on them. It made me shed tears to see how they suffered. Less than a century later, another young American soldier described his feelings in World War II. Take a combination of fear, anger, hunger, thirst, exhaustion, disgust, loneliness, homesickness, and wrap them up, wrap them all up in one reaction, and you might approach the feelings a fellow has. It makes you feel mighty small, helpless, and alone. Without faith, I don't see how anyone could stand this. Wow, what do you think about that? Go ahead and look at that graphic down below of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier. That's a really cool place if you ever get the opportunity to be there. Those soldiers there on the left never leave that tomb. They switch out, right? They can't watch it all day, but like they'll switch shoulders and take turns guarding it. It's called the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, and those soldiers will guard it all day, every day, in storms, and in, in snow, all day, 365 days a year. It's quite amazing. But then go ahead and look at st those statistics down in the bottom right corner, wartime statistics. 1775 to 1991, U.S. military troops in service, over 41 million. Just remember, there currently are alive 330 million Americans. Total death, 1.1 million. Total wounded, 1.4 million. The deaths and the wounded and the total troops in service, all, they all help us and have given us our freedom as Americans to live free. That's huge. Okay, go ahead and pause here. Look through paragraphs 3, 4, 5, and 6 for two more key details, and then write another main idea regarding those two key details. I'll pause right here. Alrighty, we're going to look at paragraphs 7, 8, and 9 now. Fighting for independence, the American Revolution. We have it in our power to begin the world over again. The birthday of a new world is at hand, wrote Thomas Paine. Paine's pamphlet, Common Sense, was published in 1776. That actually, guys, should look familiar to us because it was in our... Um, our social studies last week, common sense. In it, he argued that independence from Britain was the only sensible route for Americans to take. It took a war to gain that independence, however. The fighting lasted six years. The Americans were greatly outnumbered. About 2.5 million people lived in the 13 colonies, 
while there were about 7.5 million inhabitants of Great Britain. But the Americans were fighting on their home territory. The British, on the other hand, had to send soldiers 3,000 miles across the Atlantic. Wow, look at that picture, those ships. That means, I mean, British, if, I, if we were in class, I'd show you the map right now. But Britain is 3,000 miles away. Today, an airplane can get you to, from New York to Britain in about six hours. But back then, I mean, we did our, we did our, uh, our immigrant journal entry on this. And, and remember, it took two, three, four, five, six weeks to, to cross over the Atlantic Ocean back then. And it was just the same for those soldiers, uh, British soldiers. So, so they weren't in their home territory. And that meant they didn't have the advantage of knowing, um, knowing the good places um, to, you know, to, to hide out and to have war and battles like that. Okay, paragraph nine. Most of the major battles took place in the Northeast. In the last years of the war, however, American-British forces met in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, and finally in Virginia. Paragraph 10. Um, actually, go ahead and pause here. You should have been underlining about three to six, three, four, five, or six key details. I don't want to give you too much. I want you to find it on your own, and you're going to write one main idea for paragraphs seven through nine. Go. All right, we're going to look at paragraphs 10, through, uh, 10, 11, and 12. Paragraph 10. At first, most soldiers fought with local or state militias. Militias are a group of regular citizens who joined together for a short time. Many served in, in militias for only six months and then returned home. At the same time, though, General George Washington created a real army, the Continental Army. It was made up of soldiers from all 13 colonies. To join the army, you had to be at least 16 years old or 15 with your parents' consent. Altogether, historians estimate between 200,000 and 250,000 soldiers fought on the American side. That's a lot of people. Others helped the new states gain their independence too. Women like Abigail Adams used their influence to support the patriot cause. Some women, such as Deborah Sampson and Molly Pitcher, found ways to fight on the battlefield. African Americans fought with the Americans as well. A revolution is a major change. The America's war for independence was indeed a revolutionary war. When it was over, what had been 13 colonies became what would be a great nation. Okay, so... Looking back at our purpose um, for these 12 paragraphs, read paragraphs 1 through 12 to identify key details about the Revolutionary War and how it led to America's independence. So you were looking for main ideas that related to the key details that helped you f know more about America's independence and that fight for independence. Okay, 
So you're going to write, like we did last week, you're going to write a summary of those main ideas, okay? It should take you, I don't know, a few minutes, five, six minutes. And you're going to type that summary into Google Classroom just like we did last week. However, we're going to take it a step farther this week, guys. And this is where you're going to have to be creative. So in Google Classroom where you post your summary, you can actually respond to other students' summaries. Okay? And this is what we need to do because we're not all together. You're going to respond to that summary with what you liked and what you thought was challenging, remember, because we all are trying to develop really good um, summaries and main ideas. And so we want to make sure we all are on the same page with our key details. Okay, so you're going to respond to someone else's by saying, um, I like this. I like that you had this. You could have included this one piece to help you have a better summary. Um, and don't take it as a as a um, as a burden or or a, be upset that someone was critical. I think that's a valuable thing that we are learning um, to be critical and to, to really um, challenge each other in developing good summary statements, okay? Um, I want you to know I will be on Flipgrid today. I will be responding to your questions. I created a special Flipgrid that you can post videos and that I will post back as soon as I can. Also, you can email me. Okay, you can email me at any time during the day, um, and I will email you as quick as I can in response. Okay, um, so remember it's not just ELA you have, you have multiple subjects um, in the slideshow. I hope you enjoy it. Like I said, I've been trying to make it fun and interactive for you guys. Also, I want to challenge you on the poetry unit. That's new for us, and we haven't been able to go over that as a class. If you have questions about that, please ask me. Okay. Have a great day, guys. I hope you really develop good summaries here. I look forward to reading them.